Welcome to O's Corner with your host, Onyi. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode 11 of O's Corner. I'm your host, Onyi, and I am in such gratitude for the opportunity, the privilege of curating this space, of being a vessel through which whatever messages that want to come through can come through in order to serve the collective, in order to help me continue healing. I certainly listen to the things that are coming out of my mouth. Sometimes they surprise me, sometimes they don't, but I'm always learning and growing and I'm appreciative of the fact that I can sit in this space. Thank you so much for listening. And today is the second Friday of the month, which is our LSD Friday. LSD standing for love, sex, and dating. And we will include all things relating. And it's very synchronicitous that this episode happens to be airing right before Valentine's Day, which I'll talk a little bit about that. But before I go into the topic in depth, let us take our moment to ground, to center, to really sit in a place of appreciation, of recognition, honoring, recognizing ourselves all the beings and things that support us, that co-create with us, that coexist with us, that we are always relating to. First and foremost, I greet and I thank my higher self. And I greet and I thank your higher selves. I'm so grateful that we chose to be on earth at this time, in this dimension, experiencing everything that we are experiencing and learning and teaching what we came here to learn and teach. So I appreciate you. I honor, acknowledge, thank our ancestors, my individual ancestors, your individual ancestors, our collective ancestors going back to the beginning of time, the ancestors of the lands that we occupy. I just thank you to everyone and everything that came before us, that paved a way for us, all the choices they made, the sacrifices they made, the joy, the pain, the tears, the successes, everything they experienced, because those are all reflections for us and help us to make the choices that we need to make in order to be more of who we are. So I thank them. Acknowledging the directions, acknowledging the elements and elementals, acknowledging the beings in the plant, mineral, and animal kingdoms, acknowledging and thanking everything on Earth, everything outside of Earth, I'm in such gratitude for this co-creation with all that is, everything. We are reflections of everything. Everything is a reflection of us. And I'm just so grateful and just so happy. And I'm just so in love with life. And I see the love that is life. Life is love. Love is life. That is the fuel that runs everything. The fuel that runs everything. Love Thank you, I thank you, I thank you. So, love. (laughs) It's such an interesting concept, idea, thing, a very real thing, an elusive thing, a thing that we have created much confusion about for ourselves. And as we approach the day that we collectively, or many of us collectively, have created to be kind of the quintessential day for love it's interesting to really look at what love is 
And, you know, specifically, I want to look at love for ourselves. And actually, let me back up a little bit because it's so interesting to consider any holiday for me that is hyper-focused on any one thing in particular, any set of behaviors or the celebration of any group of people or any one person. And on the one hand, I think it's beautiful to have many people focusing on that thing for that day or that time period. And I'm also of the opinion that, you know, those days or those time periods should be reminders for us to always be in that energy, in that space, to show appreciation for people, to honor histories, to do whatever it is that we are doing on that one specific day. So, you know, my my hope is that people, yes, can, you know, celebrate whatever they're going to celebrate on the specific day that we've carved out or for the specific moment that we've allotted and take that same energy and see how they can maintain that same appreciation, that same focus on a continual basis throughout the year throughout time whatever that looks like and you know certainly when it comes to love or showing affection in the different ways that we show affection to me really sitting in a space where you do that often is I think the work you know what are the different ways on a daily basis that we can show love to others show love to ourselves and That message of self-love is one that I've actually been focusing on for the last few weeks. I mean, for actually longer than that, but in terms of hosting a space within my social media platform, I have been doing live streams where I read from a list of questions. It's literally called 36 Questions to Fall in Love that was created or curated or put together, I should say, by a group of psychologists really looking at how we fall in love with each other, you know, the intimacy, the vulnerability and so forth, and really looking at what questions can get to that place or get us to that place, I should say. And that's been interesting to pose those questions to those on my social media platform and to also give specific messages that just come through for that moment, for that day, things that I've been sitting with or that have really helped me personally as I continue to do self-reflection and that healing work of just messages for how we can really fall in love with ourselves. I think we are so conditioned to seek love outside of us, to seek affection outside of us. And don't get me wrong, you know, I believe that we as human beings and any beings are meant to be in community with each other in whatever ways that looks, whether it's just with another person or more than one person, it is absolutely within our nature to be communal. Even if you consider yourself to be, quote, a loner, unquote, you still need people. We, we need people around us in some way, shape or form in order to see and feel reflections of ourselves in order for them to see and feel reflections of them. So that's absolutely necessary. But there's a difference between us being communal and needing other people or needing other beings or having relationships. There's a difference between that and imagining that we are not complete without other people, that we are not valuable or worthy without the reflections of other people, 
that something is wrong with us, if we are not in certain types of relationships, that's something that I am really chipping away at and wanting to help others chip away at as well. Because at the end of the day, my perspective, we are complete in and of ourselves. We contain all the things that we need. And it's a matter of really grounding and rooting in that awareness of our completion that creates a strong foundation for us in and of ourselves for whatever it is that we are doing on this earth and whatever our destiny is. But it also lends itself to creating even stronger relationships with others. Our ability to relate to other things is strengthened when we are more of who we are, when we are grounded in our own completeness. We come together as complete beings and we enhance each other's experiences. We reflect things to each other that maybe we didn't see a certain way or, you know, showing us a different perspective, which is not to say that whatever perspective we had prior to the relationship was incomplete or wrong, but it just helps us to be more of who we are when we are seeing that reflection from other individuals, but we're still coming from that foundation of completeness. It's so interesting when we hear through any songs or through the lines of any movies or anything, this romantic idea, or we've made it romantic actually, that, oh, you complete me. You're my other half in an incomplete way or in a way that speaks to the idea of someone being incomplete without that other person. So then I think, well, okay, if that person completes you, if they're your other half, then what happens when they're no longer in the picture for whatever reason? Are you now incomplete to where you're going to constantly search for something or someone else to complete you? I think we have that. Uh, it's, it's a bit backwards, maybe not even backwards. It's just a bit tricky and I think dangerous as well, because that is creating this framework that we are missing something. We are not whole. We are incomplete. So we're constantly searching for something or someone to complete us. And to me, that is a foundation of anxiety, a foundation of fear to where you're coming from that place so that anyone or anything that shows up, even if they are not in vibrational alignment with you, because you have that belief that you need something to complete you, then you are more likely to engage in situations or with individuals that, again, are not for you because you're just constantly looking for that validation, constantly looking to fill yourself from outside of yourself versus knowing that you can pull from within yourself to complete yourself because you are complete. You have everything you need. And it's, you know, for me, I really want to first and foremost, make sure that that is really solidified within me and to share whatever reflections come to me to share so that others can see that within themselves. So that again, as we move from a place of completion and of worthiness and of balance, then we engage with other individuals who hopefully are balanced as well, who hopefully have an awareness of their completion and we are meeting as complete beings and 
we are choosing to fulfill some sort of agreement to create some sort of relationship, to create an entity outside of us that has its own work to do, that has its own destiny, whatever that container will create, whether it's physical children, whether it's some sort of creative project, whether it's anything else. It's, you know, the sky's the limit in terms of what is created when we are in relationship with each other. But, you know, that the thing that is created in our relating can only be complete if we in and of ourselves as individuals are complete. It's such an interesting way to look at it. You know, again, we're coming together not to complete each other. We're coming together as complete beings to be whole reflections for each other, to help us to see ourselves from different perspectives, to continue to grow and be more of who we are. But completion meeting completion then completes whatever agreement through the relationship that we that we create, that we establish. So for me, the questions are, what are those things that you are doing? What are those beliefs that you have that take you away from the awareness of your completion? In what ways are you not loving yourself? In what ways are you not seeing yourself? To me, the simple description or definition of what love is, is that love is to see. Love is to see, to allow to be, period. We can add so many other things to it and we can kind of break it apart and look at romantic love and platonic love, universal love, agape love, all these things. And to me, at the core of all of it is to see, to be seen, to allow to be seen. So in what ways are we not seeing ourselves? What ways are we not caring for ourselves? What ways do we not know who we are? Know what we prefer to where we can feed ourselves what we need, not just nutritionally, but on every single level. In what ways do we act from our joy and our excitement versus our anxiety? In what ways do we collapse into fear Run from fear versus facing fear, seeing what fear is showing us, seeing what it is pointing out within us that needs to shift in order for us to be more of who we are. In what ways are we putting the needs of others before our own needs from a place of, again, anxiety, from this idea of needing to sacrifice ourselves? from this place of not wanting to be alone, from this place of believing we have to we have to give of ourselves even when we haven't replenished ourselves. A lot of people running on fumes, trying to help everyone out, and they're not even helping themselves out. In what ways do we not play? All the different kinds of play, whatever that play looks like, just to really, to really allow ourselves to sit in and simmer in that beautiful, creative energy of play. In what ways have we not forgiven ourselves or forgiven others? And when we hold on to things that others have done, hold on to grudges, 
we don't forgive others, we're not hurting them. We're hurting ourselves. So in what ways do we continue to hurt ourselves by holding on to things that people have done to us, no matter what it is, and not to excuse their behavior, but to really let go of the energetic hold that we have on that time in our lives, on that situation, on that person, to free up our own energy so that we can use it in different ways, in the direction of our preference. In what ways have we not forgiven ourselves? How many times do any of us have a memory of something that we've done in the past and just have a cringe moment that, you know, can be minor in some instances and in others, we can just spiral into this place of shame, of regret, of maybe denial. How could I have done that? What was I thinking? And we call ourselves all sorts of names. So we are still holding on to negative energy based on what past versions of ourselves have done. That again is taking up space and using up energy that we need in order to navigate the current circumstances as the versions of us that are here now. It is absolutely self-care and love to forgive ourselves. What ideas and beliefs do we have about ourselves that have nothing to actually do with us, that we either made up by ourselves in some way, shape, or form, or that we've attached to based on ideas and beliefs that society or our families feed to us? What ideas are we holding on to? I really encourage people to really direct a lot of the focus on finding relationships outside of us to first and foremost ensuring that the relationship we have with ourselves is strong and solid. Because whatever it is that you're experiencing within that you are not addressing, that you are not integrating, that you are not exposing, that you are not allowing to see the light so that you can heal it, that's going to absolutely pop up in any relationship you have. The likelihood that you will attract someone who will be a big reflection of that situation or that belief or that idea is pretty high. You know, we attract what we need. We attract who we are. We attract the vibration that is there until we no longer need it. So if there are things that you're holding on to, things you have not healed, then you will likely absolutely attract that because life is bringing to you whatever reflections that it needs to in order for you to see that. And our relationships with other individuals are big mirrors for us. Or you will not really be able to see those individuals who can be in alignment with you in the ways that you prefer because you see what you are in vibrational alignment with. So again, you will see and attract into your life those individuals that are vibrating at the same frequency. So if there's a frequency of pain, of trauma, of anything else that you are not willing to see 
that you are not working through, again, life is going to show it to you through the people around you because life wants us to to evolve, to elevate, to balance. So it's going to make sure to give you the opportunity to do so in the strongest ways that we can do so. And often, again, many of those strong ways for a lot of us are through our relationships in some way, shape, or form. So really what I encourage folks to do is, you know, for this Valentine's Day, for every day outside of Valentine's Day, again, let's not relegate it to just one specific day and then go about our business, is to really sit in a place of asking yourself, in what ways am I not loving myself? In what ways am I not caring for myself? In what ways am I expecting others to fulfill me or to give to me that which I am not willing to give to myself? How are we doing that? How are we doing it? You know, I tell this story and I'm not sure if I've told it in another episode on this podcast, but I'll say it again because I think it's such a great reminder and a great lesson. And I often think about it and I'm like, yeah, it's still, it's still relevant for me. You know, I was working with a, a coach, a life coach, and we were looking at the different areas of my life and I had to rank them whatever the scale was, I can't even remember, but I had to rank how I felt they were going. And it was, you know, my love life, my career, my physical health, all these things. And I rated my love life as the lowest of all of them. And so he wanted to dig a little bit further into that. So he had me do an exercise where I wrote down all of the things that I envisioned myself doing with a partner. So that was everything from I put things like cooking and traveling and dancing. And I had to get pretty descriptive about those things. You know, I was cooking happily with my partner. I was traveling courageously with my partner. So, you know, we got we got into it (laughs) as far as the details go. And so I wrote all these things down and I'm like generating all this energy, this positive energy, and it was great and beautiful. And so I finish and I read him my list and it's great and beautiful. And then he stops and says, okay, so now what of those things are you doing for yourself? And I was like, ooh, (laughs) interesting question. I didn't see that coming, but what are you doing? As far as any of those go for yourself, how often are you doing them for yourself? You know, the other part is I had to indicate how often I wanted to do those things. So it's like, here I am wanting to do all these things with a partner, waiting for this partner to show up so I can do all these things. So then I'm negating myself in the process because I'm saying I, by myself, am not worthy enough To do these things for myself, I'm only worthy enough to do these things with a partner or when that partner shows up, whenever that partner shows up. That was a trip. That hit me so hard on so many different levels. I was not doing for myself the things that I prefer to do in and of themselves for myself. 
if they brought me joy, if I imagined they would bring me joy, then my work was to actually just do those things. To do those things, to show myself that I love myself, to generate that joy, to generate that excitement, to complete myself, to build a strong foundation for myself so that whomever I am with, I already have that strong foundation. And they're not completing me. They're just adding to my joy. And whether or not they are interested in doing those specific things with me or at the frequency that I prefer to do them, it's like, I'm good because <laughs> I'm doing them myself. It's like, bye, see you later. I'm going to go have dinner by myself if I need to because my joy comes from within. I do for me what there is to do for me because I love myself and I care for myself regardless of who and what is around me. And the more that I do that, the more that I can show up in any type of relationship, any type of partnership, I come from that place of love and I reflect that place of love. I reflect that love and it is reflected back to me. And I'm more able to see and feel when that reflection is not necessarily there or when someone else maybe doesn't have a strong foundation in their own self-love where they have negative beliefs that they're operating from. It's like you, you feel that vibration. It is out of alignment with you. So you're able to feel that more and you can make the decisions as to whether or not you want to engage with a person or the way you engage with them. And often, if someone is not at the same frequency as you in terms of their ability to love themselves, you probably won't even see them. They won't even be in your world. They won't be in your world. So again, in what ways are you loving yourself? In what ways are you displaying not love for yourself? How are you taking care of yourself on every level? Physically, mentally, emotionally, overall spiritually. What does that look like for you? Rather than waiting for someone to Waiting for someone to do it for you, do it for yourself. Be the love of your life again. Be your own twin flame. You are your own twin flame. Be your best friend. Be your number one supporter. Be your number one advocate. Stand up for yourself. And not saying that we should turn down, you know, that behavior from outside of us. It's beautiful when people support us, when they stand up for us, when they love us when they do things for us, when they give us gifts. So yes, absolutely accept them. And you do it for yourself so that without them doing it, you're good. You're good. You are overflowing with love, with joy, with all the things that you need. And again, I, you know, when you as a complete person who is aware of your completeness, meet individuals who are aware of their completeness, then you're not living out your personal histories necessarily with each other. And even if those moments do come up because you are doing the work and likely have the practice of really grounding back into your awareness of who you are, then navigating those situations becomes even that much more easeful. So it's, it's your personal histories are no longer having relationships with each other 
because the personal history has been dissolved, has been integrated, it has been transmuted. So it's not a key player in your relationship. What are the key players in your relationship are you as you are to yourselves, in your groundedness, in your centeredness, in your neutrality, in your joy, in your peace. Doesn't that sound beautiful? To engage in a relationship from your place of peace and joy versus from your place of your triggers, from your traumas, from your personal history that is that is embedded with all sorts of things that you're not interested in maintaining anymore. You're coming from your place of completeness. And again, the entity that you create with the other person or persons is one that is able to exist in the purity of its energy because where you're coming from yourself is a place of that completeness, that purity as well. And again, not that things won't come up because things come up and it's through the challenges that we learn and that we grow and that we expand. And you're not allowing those things to drive the relationship to drive your behavior. You're allowing whatever is going on in the present moment, whatever energy needs to come through you, you're allowing that to direct you as to where you should go so that you can be more of who you are. And those things that come up here and there to, again, reflect to us anywhere where we're still holding on to negative beliefs, again, you're able to navigate them with much more grace, much more compassion, much more ease, much more awareness, much more groundedness. I'm, I look, I'm, that's the kind of relationship that I want. (laughs) That is definitely the kind of relationship that I want. The relationship with myself, first and foremost, where I am in my awareness and I'm grounded in the truth of my freedom to be who I am. I'm grounded in love and affection and care for myself. I'm grounded in play. I'm grounded in the ability to be my own best friend, to be all that I need and coming from that place and engaging with another individual that is in that place as well in his own reflection is a beautiful thing. And together we continue to explore and be more of who we are, but who we are is always complete is always complete. That sounds so beautiful. Mm-mm-mm. So beautiful. I thank you. I thank you all for listening. I thank everything <laughs> for everything's existence, everything for being what it is to itself and for being reflections for all of us so we can be more of ourselves. Thanking the ancestors. Thanking all of the relationships that my ancestors had, whether they were functional, whether they were dysfunctional, may I learn from the functional and make choices in the direction of functionality within my relationships and where they were dysfunctional, may I transmute that through my own healing as I sit in my own completion, recognize my own value and worth and meet those individuals who are in relationship with me who are also complete may the entity that we create within our relationship 
heal me and heal my ancestors. Thanking the directions, thanking the elements and elementals, thanking the beings in the plant, mineral, and animal kingdoms. Thanking them for the relationships that they have. They are themselves and they relate to everything as themselves from their completion. May I learn from that. I just thank everything. I thank everything. And I pray that I encounter and relate with everything and everyone as who I am within my own completion, within my own beauty, within my own peace, within my own joy. I thank you. Ashe. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And may you love. May you remember that you are love. May you constantly come from a place of love in everything you do. Thank you. You've been listening to O's Corner with your host, Onyi. Want to know more about Onyi? Log on to onyi.love. That's O-N-Y-I dot love. Thanks for listening.